Hello, fellow hooligans, and welcome back to another episode of the Weaving Words Podcast. I am your host, Roman, and this week we got a very special episode because it is another hangout with Roman. Um, I wasn't able to get any of my buddies or anybody that I know to come on and uh, do an episode this week just because of the way things have been shaking out lately. Uh, for those of you who don't know, I manage a comic book shop in town, and things have kind of reopened up a bit. So I kind of had to focus on getting that ready to go and still kind of ironing out some of the kinks. Uh, so I've, I've kind of been uh, uh, pretty busy these last few weeks. Uh, but I did want to get something out uh, episode-wise because, you know, it's been a while. I want to keep being consistent. And also do like doing them. I like talking about stories. Um, so this week I figured let's just talk about some of the stuff that uh, Roman's either experienced in the past, re-experienced, or, you know, something new. And um, the way I usually format the episodes when I talk to someone is I'll have them talk about a story in their past, you know, something that they enjoyed in the past that they really like or really passionate about, something that they've currently experienced. Again, it doesn't have to be anything new. Um, it can just be something they finally got around to watching or playing or reading. And then uh, finally, uh, something that they're looking forward to, they're either just getting into or they're they're kind of looking forward to finally getting around to it or, or looking forward to it releasing or coming out. Um, so, you know, I figured I'd talk about some of the stories. Now, I, I have a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of stuff that I loved um, growing up, whether it was a cartoon or, or books that I read, you know, a series or whatnot. Uh, but one of the ones that I rewatched recently, it was an anime, and I it's probably been five or six years since I first watched it. Uh, but it just when I rewatched it, it remind me how much I, I really, really like this series. And it, it did kind of influence me a bit when it came to like the hard work, especially in what I'm doing. Um, and it was an anime called uh, Bakuman. And uh, Bakuman was uh, released in Japan. Uh, the manga was released in um, Japan back in 2009. I never read the manga, though. I, I watched the anime and uh, I thought it was really, really cool um the story it focuses it revolves around three characters two of them mainly um their name is i'm really bad with names to begin with and these are japanese names so uh, i'm sorry if uh <laughs> if i don't pronounce them right uh, but the two main characters are uh, moritaka mashiro and uh akito takagi um so uh Ma- mashiro he's a uh, He's pretty much the main character. Like he's the prota- main protagonist. He's the hero. Um, he likes doing art. You know, he he's always loved drawing and and uh, illustrating. And his uncle was a very very famous manga. Um, they call him mangaka, which is basically you know like he'd make mangas and stuff like that. Manga manga artist. And um, he made a really cool manga that became an anime. And um, and he was really famous for a bit. And he he worked himself to death like he died he actually dies you know they, they showed a little bit um he worked himself to death you know by over overworking exhaustion stuff like that and um you go on later on to find out that the reason why he was so um like hard working and persevering was he had promised you know his his, his childhood crush you know his, his this girl that he loved in high school that he would he would marry her if he was able to prove that he could make a living as a manga artist, you know, cause that was like his whole like manly thing. Like I want to prove that I can, you know, uh, sustain my lifestyle and to care for the woman I love. 
sadly, you know, she and and the the cool thing was is like they would send each other's letters back and forth, you know, because at the time they would write them out. It was a while before, uh, you know, like uh, uh, internet and whatnot. And uh, sadly, she kind of moved on before his dream came true. So, um, you know, they, they kind of talk about um, how she was uh, really happy to see that uh, that his manga became an anime and whatnot and really proud of his work. Um, but, yeah, you know, that that's he was one of the heroes for the main character for uh, Mashiro. And um, but he doesn't want to do it like at the time, you know, when he's because these kids are in junior high, they're, they're you know, they're they're uh, they're in junior high. And there's a classmate who finds out that he's an artist and he tries to get him to illustrate for him. He's like, we can do manga. We can, you know, I'll write them. You do, you draw them. And, uh, uh, that, the, that's, um, Takagi. He, um, he's trying to convince him and, uh, you know, uh, Mashiro's like, nah, I'm, I'm good. Like my uncle died of overworking cause of, uh, cause of manga and stuff. I don't want to do that. I don't want that to be a problem. And, uh, um, Mashiro, he has a crush. Her name is um, Miho Azuki. And, you know, she's a cute little Japanese anime girl. And um, he's been crushing on her since they were kids. And he tells her, he convinces, um, uh, Takagi convinces Mashiro to go, um, go to her place. And so, the, he, you know, he calls her out and they, they're talking and he asks her, is it true that you want to be a, a voice actress for anime? And uh, and she's like, yeah, you know, that's what I want to be when I grow up. And uh, and that's kind of opens up uh, <laughs> uh, Mashido's like, eyes like, wait, what? Like, I didn't know you were into that stuff. And he goes, yeah, I know. I love it and blah, blah, blah. You know, they, they go back and forth and talking. And <laughs> um, they're kind of like getting ready to leave. And out of nowhere, like just even he 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 just acts before he can think and he yells out to her while she's you know going away or while she's at the doorway like when they're getting ready to leave and he basically like proposed to her he's like if me and tagaki or takagi uh make a manga that becomes an anime and you voice act the main you know heroine or the main um, female protagonist Will you marry me? And these are grade schoolers. You got to think. I think he was like in seventh grade at the time. You know, year seven or whatever they call it in Japan. And uh, and you know, she runs inside, and he's like all embarrassed because like, dude, this freaking like middle schooler just proposed to this girl in like the weirdest freaking way. Like the first time he's ever really had a conversation with her. And then you know, in Japan they have the little intercoms at the at the gate, and she's like, yeah, yeah, I'll marry you. So already like you're getting like this little like romance stuff going on because it is a like a romance um, a slice of life like um, uh, type of genre. Um, and uh, so that's where they start working. And it's cool because um, a big part of the series is it, it shows what goes into um, the mangas and then how they become anime and all that stuff. It shows the, the, the inner workings, the process of how they're made. You know, they, they get it. They, they have to be recognized as a legit writer they're not just gonna be some you know joe blow who's making a funny comic strip that that and want to be published all of a sudden so they got to try to you know uh submit uh stories and uh try to you know with one shots usually like a one shot story um trying to get uh published in the the weekly in, in the manga's weekly shonen jump um in in the anime just because of the way that the rules work for tv in japan you can't have um tv shows that quote-unquote promote 
businesses. I don't know why some type of public service thing. So the you know uh, since Shonen is putting it out, they they couldn't put Shonen Jump, so they call it Shonen Jack. So in the in the anime, they're they're submitting a bunch of one shots to Shonen Jack, trying to get a uh, uh, published, just so they can get their name out there. And then after a while, you know, uh, of public getting published and a lot of fans and stuff, they get a, an editor. The editor help basically helps them get their first manga made. And they get a few made and stuff, and it, it goes through again the whole process of of them getting better both uh, as a writer, as a, an artist, and then it's an artist writer team, along with having like um, uh, uh, assistants helping out with like backgrounds and and you know inking and all kinds of different stuff. And it's cool because, again, you get to see all of this stuff that goes into a, a format or a medium that you would have just never known existed. And it's cool because they show them uh, making friends with other uh, artists and writers, you know, um, that are that are uh, working in manga. And it's cool because they, bec- they become like all like rivals, but they also help each other. Like they bounce ideas off each other. They, they, they challenge each other. Again, you know, that whole thing of iron sharpens iron. So one man sharpens another. It's, it's really cool to see, you know, they have their own main rival who... Um, the rival that they have he's a fan of them you know because they have a they i forget what their name is uh they have a pen name it's a uh, muto ashirogi um which is like a combination of the two guys name and the girl's name uh all put together i guess you know the way that the the characters are um in, in japanese writing and uh so that's the pen name they go under and then their main rival he's a fan of the you know the the of them two as uh as muto uh ashirogi so he's like, oh, Ashirogi Sensei, you know, this and that, like, like I'm a fan of you guys. I enjoy your work and whatnot. And you guys, I, I want to see you guys get better and better and better because the stories are so good. And, you know, it, it's a really cool dynamic throughout the whole series. And uh, again, like, you know, the first season is them trying to get a anime or a manga published and, you know, getting paid. And it's, um, you know, they start making money off of it. The writer, um, uh, damn, uh, uh, Takagi, he ends up getting married to one of his classmates. And it's just, it's a really cool, really heartfelt series. They got great characters, like a lot of drama. It's just, it's, it's freaking awesome. I don't want to ruin too much because the series does get really, really good. But again, like it's cool seeing the background to it. Um, and it's almost bittersweet because the more I read into it, like a lot of the, a lot of the manga artists um, for Shonen and stuff, they, they loved it. You know, they're like, oh, that's cool. Obviously, some of the stuff is over-dramatized, but it is very close to how things work. And it's sad because a lot of that doesn't exist anymore. They don't have the the print print format for uh, Shonen Jump. They have, um, you know, it's all online now. So I don't know how that works now. Uh, I don't know if it makes it easier or harder for people to break in. Um, but I just thought that was a really, really cool idea. Um, and again, if you guys ever, ever get a chance to watch it, uh, check out Bakuman. I know it's on Hulu, um, or at least it was when I watched it uh, a few weeks ago. And then it might be on Netflix. I'm not too sure. Um, but that that's a great series. Again, it's not even that old, but it's something that definitely influenced me when it comes to like working hard on my writing, uh, working hard on just putting out stuff that I feel like, you know, uh, is a creative expression. Um, and it just shows you all the work that goes into it and how everybody struggles and everybody starts on the bottom and goes to the top. It's not something that, um, you know, it's not just granted, you know, you you think just like in a lot of like shonen type of animes, you think, oh, they're the strongest or the best. They're always going to win. No, they lose a lot. Like they fail a lot, but with that failure, they use it as an opportunity to grow. They never try to, they never really get down on themselves because they're so driven. You know, it it follows them for for a good amount of time actually, because, Again, they're in middle school. They're in year seven. By year eight, they're already publishing. Um, you know, by the end of the middle school, they're already publishing um, uh, manga in the in the Shonen uh, Jump 
pretty regularly and then they go through all the high school they graduate high school they don't end up again getting an anime till like later on and even then they they have a few anime and they don't get one with the girl until like way later like it's it's such a cool series again if you guys ever have a chance definitely check it out um because it's, it's, i definitely can't recommend it enough um something else that i've been um recently uh reading is um called the last god it's uh printed by dc comics um so here let me see if i can find uh the writer because um so the art is done by uh ricardo federici federici um and the art looks gorgeous like it's if you're familiar with like lucio perillo uh, who does like painterly art style it's a lot like him but but lighter cleaner um it, it just looks like i don't even know how to explain it almost like a clean bright frank fazetta artwork where you just see these cool like eldritch horror god demon things and then there's like a conan barbarian like it, it's a lot like lord of the rings meets conan the barbarian meets like dungeons and dragons and uh and uh lovecraft like horror um but yeah the uh the, the art's done by uh ricardo federici federici i'm not too sure how you pronounce it and then it's written by uh philip kennedy johnson who's a pretty good writer i actually read some of his other stuff um but yeah it came out uh towards the end of t uh, 2019 um really really good series it's part of their black label series so it's a lot darker um dc comics has a, a dc comics for kids dc comics for young adults uh regular dc comics which ranges and then they have their black label stuff the black label stuff's usually not like canon in line with like the dc universe like the superhero ones especially this series because again it's a lot like lord of the rings you get dropped into this really cool like universe you know like when you read or watch lord of the rings there's just a whole universe there's a whole lore it's not like they're building it up as you read it it's been there you just get dropped in that's how this feels um and it's cool because it jumps back and forth in between time there's the land of or the the time of um of i, I want to call it like time of strife or war or battle because there will be a uh caption box and it'll have an axe and it goes back in time where they're trying to kill the last god you know and uh, the current time will have a little crown. So I would think like in the time of the king or whatever. Uh, but there's characters that exist in the, you know, in the past and in the in the present time, quote unquote. Um, and you some of them like it's hard to differentiate sometimes if you're not paying attention, you'll you'll they'll, they'll switch and then you won't even know because um, there's characters who don't really age. You know, they, they have a I think they call them fairymen um, and uh, or the fairy people. I think it's fairymen um, and they're kind of like elves uh is the best way to describe them but they can use magic and it's cool because in this universe you know there's obviously there's magic and stuff but music and uh and uh songs they're they're magic as well you sing or you do music to to activate you know magic a lot of the times and you have like these really cool again like eldritch horror like like if you're familiar with uh with uh magic the gathering mtg they're like uh eldrazi you know they're they're just weird crazy like unknowable monsters and the story was you know it starts off the first issue where uh they're in a coliseum kind of like how rome has and they're recreating the battle of when you know the king tier or whatever his name is i forget I'm, again i'm really bad with names um but it, it, it's supposed to be like him and his fellowship uh defeating the last god or the you know the the black god or i forget what they call him um and uh the the realm is called Cana Noon. And then they have again a whole history of the gods and how they came into being and how they, you know, were betrayed by the void and and its son or whatever, you know, because there there's like the void. There's there's nothingness. Before there was life, there was nothing. 
And then when life came, nothing was like, what the hell? This is my area. There should not be anything here besides me. And, you know, just there's just, again, really cool lore that they get into, like in issue four or five, because only five or six issues have come out so far. And what's really cool is at the time of recording this, there was a a like play like a uh how do i explain it? like a source book so if you're a dungeons and dragons fan it's fifth edition compatible it has all the characters it has like uh, the type of races they are and then like monsters and stuff like that so you can get the stats if you want to be playing in that world you can do it um and i'm just it's, it's just really cool how they came out with that um but it's been such a good story it's written really well uh the the description for uh, for it on the dc website is a uh, uh, the Last God tells the story of two fellowships of he- heroes struggling with the same threat 30 years apart. So one group will doom their world, the other will the other will save it. So again, it's, it's freaking cool. Like It's just a really interesting story. It's written really well. The dialogue's really good. It's very dense, though. It's not something you're just going to read in one go and be like, okay, I got it. Another cool thing, too, is that they showed in the first book. It was the first one to do it. But they have songs in there. And then they even have the like the music like notes and all that stuff so you can play it yourself if you want and then there's like history on the certain lands that they talk about like it's just a really cool book like it's very tolkien-esque like in the way it's written and the way that they built a world um you got crazy magic as well too you know there's like these weird templar magicians whatever um sorcerers um and they just constantly keep killing like elves to fuel their magic like non-stop and it's just it's crazy it's dark it's just it's awesome if you like lord of the rings if you like uh, Lovecraftian like horror type books, if you like Conan the Barbarian, if you like any kind of that stuff, like you're gonna love this series. It's called again Last God. There's only like five or six issues left, or five or six issues out. Um, I don't know how many are left. It's not. It's not a whole lot. I know they said there was gonna be a limited series, uh, but it's it's definitely worth checking out. And that's something that I've been uh, reading recently. Um, that I've been pretty again pretty passionate about when people ask me what's good i usually point to that because it's just different there's literally nothing out there like that um so that's definitely something worth uh worth the check out and then um when i go to talking about something i'm looking forward to in the future in the near future um there's a lot of stuff there's so many books so many games uh movies tv shows just everything that i want to get to um lately what i've really been looking forward to and uh it's hard because it's not coming out for another five months just about no not five four another four months is uh the second season of the mandalorian uh for those of you who know um know me uh know that i love star wars like i'm a huge star wars fan especially the expanded universe i've always been a fan of the expanded universe because in my opinion um it's better than the movies like the movies are cool don't get me wrong i love the movies they're awesome they're the culmination of all the the build-up and the side stories which is the expanded universe um but the expanded universe is where they lay all that down they go more in depth in these characters and the situations and they um and they, they'll just do stories that you won't get in the big screen and that's what mandalorian is it's a cool like star wars western you know spaghetti western specifically with these cool characters even before the show was announced like i was all, i've always been a big mandalorian fan um i'm a big boba fett fan and again this new series or new series new season uh they've already announced that uh tamir morrison which was playing you know um he's a new new zealand actor who was playing Django fett in the in the prequel trilogy he's supposed to be coming back as boba fett 
Uh, so I'm really, really excited about that. Um, I knew, like, if this show was going to keep going on, I knew, like, beyond a doubt that Boba Fett was going to be here. Like, they're going to put him in the show. I just didn't think it would have been this fast. What I kept telling people was they're going to put Boba Fett in the show once the ratings start going down. Because it's just a matter of time. Every one of these shows that runs long enough, the ratings just kind of start going downhill. So I was telling people, yeah, just wait. You know, at the end of season, whatever, four or five, maybe even as soon as three, they'll, you know, when they start losing ratings and subscriptions, they'll <laughs> they'll uh, they'll hint or tease at him at the end of the season. So you have to come back for the next season to watch it. And then they'll show him like maybe halfway through or show him at the end of the season. You know, that kind of thing to keep you coming back for more and more and more because people love Boba Fett. He's freaking cool. He's a badass motherfucker. You know, part of my bad language. But, uh, you know, he's freaking he's freaking cool. Like he looks cool. He's a badass. He's, you know, strong, silent type. Uh, got eaten by like a sandy vagina out in the desert. Like. You know, he's just a cool dude. And uh, if you come into my room or my house, like you'll see I have like all kinds of Boba Fett paraphernalia. Um, I have a backpack, a freaking speaker, you know, $180 watch that I freaking bought on a whim. Like just a lot of really cool Boba Fett stuff. Cause he's an interesting character and I'm excited to see what they do with the character in the new lore. Um, in the old expanded universe, there was so much cool stuff that they did with him. But it's all Legends now. And, uh, you know, I don't have a big problem with that if the new stuff's just as good. You know, the old, the Mandalorians are completely different than they were before in the old expanded universe, but it's still pretty cool. You know, the, a lot of the stuff's pretty dope. Uh, the whole uh, not taking off your helmet in front of everyone, that's that's a little strange, but I guess it's, you know, it it, um, it supports, like, the story and whatnot, so I won't, I won't hold that against them. Um, but, yeah, we'll, we'll see. Uh, hopefully, hopefully it lives up to the hype. Um other than that, I mean, again, there's there's my normal stuff that I'm usually looking looking forward to, like TV shows, comic books, uh, more Justice League. That's just been freaking amazing. Uh, I'll probably talk about that next time I get a chance uh, after I've read more books. I read the first story arc that uh, Venditti did with the Justice League, and it's just, you know, I'll talk about it later, but it's so freaking good. Uh, I have been thinking about doing, like, more of these, like, little quick, like, maybe a 10-minute a uh, episode, like, every week, just putting something out that uh, where I'll just hang out and I'll talk about like comics that I really liked or TV show. You're just doing a quick, like nerdy review. I don't know if I'll do that. Like as a podcast format, like just put out like extra little bonus episodes or if I'll do it on YouTube, uh, I've been looking at uh, maybe starting to do some videos. I do have a channel that I want to get up and going. It's just a lot of work right now when I don't have time, you know, it's funny, you know, we have all the time in the world. I don't do anything. And now, <laughs> now I'm trying to do all that stuff when I'm back to work. So I have been taking, you know, scaling back my hours, which kind of, you know, hurt me when it comes financially, but you know what, I'd rather have the extra day off and work on my podcast stuff than, uh, than make more excuses basically. Um, so yeah, if that's something you want, you guys would be interested in, you know, like maybe a quick videos, they might even be fast too. Like it might be like a quick two or three minute video of me, like talking about stuff that I like, or even like uh reviewing or, or doing unboxings on cool nerdy things that I have. Like, you know, I have a bunch of statues and figures that I've never really opened that I can probably open up and you guys can check out. Um, especially like the prop stuff. I have like a really cool Vader helmet, the black series one. I know I'm waiting for the Boba Fett one to come in. Cause again, I'm, I'm a big Boba Fett fan and I'll buy all this freaking crap, even if it's overpriced. Um, but I've been thinking about doing stuff like that. I know, uh, my friend Sora, she has a Kickstarter that just wrapped up. So I'm waiting for that stuff to send out, um, for a series called Aurora, um, which I read the preview issue that she put out, uh, at a uh, New York comic con and it's, 
It's fucking amazing. Like I'll talk about that in a whole separate episode, but it's just, it's really, really good. Uh, again, for me, like I have a lot of friends, you know, Sora is one of them who are just great, talented artists, freaking work their asses off and keep getting better and better. Um, and I have, a, you know, a good amount of friends in the industry, uh, comic books and just general art stuff. Um, and you know, I love, and I appreciate the art cause to me it's magic. You know, you're connecting lines and it comes out looking freaking awesome. You know, so the equivalent to me of like magic, somebody, you know, playing music, it's like, how are you doing that? Like, I don't know how to do it. I don't have that, that bone in my body. Um, uh, so I appreciate it in a way that, uh, it, that in a way that I can appreciate something that I don't understand how it works. And then there's stuff like writing. I appreciate good writing. Uh, because I know I know how how hard it is to make stuff make sense and to be an, an interesting. Um, and uh, like I tell her, like, you know, she might think I'm trying to flatter her, but I I legit think this is a very, very special story. Um, I'll talk about it again further in debt. It's just it's something you should look forward to. I'm looking forward to it as well. I'm waiting for my uh, it's gonna be like a trade paperback format, almost like prestige format. I'm waiting for that to come in again. I'll probably do a quick unboxing video or something like that for my uh, Facebook or YouTube um just showing it off and then once i read it i'll probably do like a quick review um because again you know there's a lot of cool stuff out there definitely support you know new up and coming um artists creators you know writers and stuff like that uh just because they're going to be the next big ones you know uh like you'll be seeing probably her artwork someday like in in dc or marvel comics she's already actually done a lot of really cool uh comic uh covers as well for for really big uh publishers like uh, action lab um I don't know if she's done Xenoscope yet or not, uh, but again, like, she's she's pretty established, and uh, I, I expect a lot of big things from her, um, and this book being one of them. Um, so yeah, if you guys ever have any questions, wanna want me to do something differently, um, have any suggestions for new things I can do or try, uh, definitely let me know. Um, I'm always open to suggestions. I'm always open for com constructive criticism. Um, yeah, I'm just open in general. Uh, always uh feel free to join the hooligan squad discord server i'll put it in the link it's been a little dead just because i haven't had time to message you know with social media it's so weird for me like i'll spend all day like on facebook replying to messages and whatnot and then i just won't post anything like i don't even think i put a post for the last few episodes of my of the podcast that i put out which i feel really bad because i had some really really cool guests on and uh I, you know i know they'd get a lot more uh, attention if i put in a little bit of extra work so uh, I'll, I'll definitely be trying to do that as always, have a good one. Until next time, goodbye. Arrivederci. It was uh, cool talking to you. Bye.